Welcome to the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We are the only podcast that covers the entire globe in hosts, but uh, not a single town in listeners. Today, I am joined on in Hamtramck by none other than... Check this out. Yeah. And I, of course, am Scott Krause from Scottcast. And we are sponsored by Athletic Greens. It makes your dick hard. I missed my sound effects. <laughs> Glad they're back. Me too. It's a nice little system we got here on Zencaster. If you want, uh, if you want a podcast like we podcast, I'll put a referral link in the show notes, and you can, uh, you know sign up and then that'll give us a little bit more time on Zencaster. And that's always good to have a little bit more time to podcast, you know? Um, so Ian, man, how's it, how's it going over in my house? It's going good. I got uh, Kyle right here with me. He's joining the pod. Is he relaxed? Is he calm? He looks like he's about to face plant, take a nap, but that's good. That's good. <laughs> there you go. Good sneeze. And yeah, I miss, I've been missing Kyle, you know, he's my, he's, he's the thing I've been missing the most these days. I feel like I'm going to have to smuggle him into Argentina because it's not looking too good uh, on the front of being able to, you know, bring him around, you know, while I'm cavorting about in the Southern hemisphere. But, uh, you know, that kind of brings up some big news I want to share with the Scottcast audience. I've told you already, I've told David, um, I've told uh, my mother and my father, and damn, you're allergic to something. Yeah. You keep sneezing. Anyways, I've told my sister, but I haven't told my other siblings, but I'm a, <clears throat> bless you, I'm a getting married down here. That's right. That's right. Somebody applause, no applause buttons. Okay, we don't have an applause button, but. We do have Ian sneezing. What the fuck, man? What are you allergic to? Are you a spring guy? Are you allergic to spring? It could be, yeah. Man, like I love a good Claritin D when I'm uh when I'm in yep in these ten, these seasonal allergies. It works wonders. Mm-hmm. You take a Claritin D, and like not only do you get rid of your allergies, but you feel like a better human being afterwards. Like you're nicer to people, uh, you can breathe real free and strong, and a lot like Athletic Greens, it makes your dick hard. Nice. That's why they call it Claritin D, right? That's right. That's where the D comes from. So that's the that's some big news for the Scottcast audience. I guess we're just gonna drop it and let it be like that. Um, <laughs> but uh, why not? Because um, we got bigger fucking things to say on this podcast than that. We got more stuff to talk about. We got a life. We got, we, there's a whole life to report on. We've got like 70 headlines and, um, I got something I want to show Ian and I'm going to show Ian right away. Uh, are you excited to see my creation? Yes. Do you remember robot David? Yes. So robot David, we made like a little robot, uh, for a Scott Cast live show, and uh, he was made out of a soundboard and a watermelon. 
And at the end of that show, we destroyed Robot David. Uh, so I've I been forget? in the lab. <laughs> How, yeah, right? Because you broke your fucking ass on it. Yeah. Sliding all <laughs> over the place. You destroyed yourself. Um, so what I've decided to do, and I've been working hard, is I was like, what's better than Robot David? And the answer is Robot Ian. That's right. I have completely robotized Ian Dixon. And I got to say, Robot Ian is like way better than Robot David. It's kind of like, you know. <laughs> oh, that stands to reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> So uh, I want to show you. I want to show you my the, the first little prototype I have of Robot Ian. Are you ready? Can you hear the sound effects well? Yep. Okay. Hi, I am Ian Dixon. I am a robot, and I will say whatever Scott tells me to. I don't even need to be here, but here I am. I know I'm realistic, but let me prove I am a robot by saying a few things Ian Dixon would not say. Capitalism is my favorite way to organize a society. I think Republicans <laughs> are neat. When I go to sleep at night, I dream about how great Scott's life is and how all the joy I have ever experienced has been because he is my friend. But also, I think about necrophilia. There we go. How do you rate that? It's pretty realistic, aside from, you know, the things it says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's going to need a... We're going to need to fine tune that aspect of it. You know, I just enter in a prompt and I'm just like, hey, introduce yourself, Robot Ian. And Robot Ian just is like, uh, well, this is, I guess, what I'll say. And there you go. But do you think about necrophilia at night when you go to bed? I thought you did. I thought that part was good. Uh, don't tend to, no. No? Not no. even a little? I mean, maybe like, sometimes, but. How many nights a week? Do you go to bed thinking of necrophilia? Less than one. Oh, come on. Come on. Less than two, at least. So, sorry. Sorry to disappoint. Uh, Not a regular theme. Well, I got to reprogram Robot Ian then. <laughs> so I, I have that factor up like 40 times. I was like, mm-hmm. I was going to give him a little boost on the whole necrophilia thing. You know? Is it necrophilia if it's a robot having sex with a corpse? Is it even anything? I don't know what you would call that. Yeah, it's just that's that's just like uh, I don't I don't even know. It would just it would just it's just like uh, digging, <laughs> it's like excavating. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know what the appendage that would be used for such a activity would be, but I imagine it would be um, some sort of phallic device, you know, I think, I think, um, I think like the one appendage on the human body that humanity has perfected making a facsimile of in history, it is the penis. There was dildos discovered like that are millions of years old. As soon as we made tools, we made dildos. Yep. Yeah. This goes to show. You know? Uh, ancient man did not have athletic greens. Athletic greens. 
and let your dick hard. Go to the scottcast.com forward slash AG to get your athletic greens. So um, what else do we have? We've introduced a robot, um, Robot Ian, and we can make him say anything we want. Um, we've got a chat GPT. Do you want to ask chat GPT some questions and make Robot Ian like tell us what the answer, like what they're saying? Like use Robot Ian's voice for chat GPT. Um, I mean, that would be fun. I don't really have any questions in mind at the moment. Like, what are you most curious about, like, in your life right now? Like, have you been thinking about Russian oligarchs? Have you been thinking about um, fine poetry? Uh, have you been trying to learn how to drop beats? What's your thing? Um, dropping beats would be some uh, functional knowledge that I could benefit from. Right, because you're making a lot of music in your free time up in the up in the attic. Well, I'm uh, thinking about doing that, but <laughs> not having a lot of progress with actually. No, what's getting in the way? Just uh, you know, I got a lot of stuff to do all the time, and that doesn't always uh, get the attention I would like to give it. Um, okay. So here's what we're going to do, Ian. We're going to, I always get advice from you, you know, like whenever I'm in a situation, like the first person I call is Ian Dixon and like, not to compare you to Kanye West, but I'm about to do that. Um, Kanye West once said that like the greatest tragedy of his life was that he would never be able to see himself perform. And I think about that a lot with you. It's like, you're never going to be able to give yourself advice. So here's, here's, yeah. here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you some advice for this very problem. Um, uh, we're going to get AI on it. We're going to use the most advanced AI available to mankind. We're going to have your voice say it. But like how to make time for music when work is, how would you say it? Overwhelming, making you tired? Overwhelming sounds pretty accurate. Check this out. Hi, Ian. I hope this message finds you in good spirits. I've been meaning to catch up with you, and I recently learned that you've been struggling to find time for music amidst your busy work schedule. It's essential to strike a balance between work and personal interests, so I'd like to share a few tips on how you can make time for music, even when you're feeling overwhelmed and tired at the end of the day. Prioritize and schedule. First and foremost, set aside dedicated time for music. Treat it as a priority, like an appointment you can't miss. Schedule regular music sessions into your calendar, even if it's just 15, 20 minutes a day. This will make it more likely that you'll stick to it and not let work consume all your time. Break it into smaller sessions. If you're too tired for a full practice session after work, consider breaking it into shorter, more manageable sessions. You can practice for a few minutes in the morning before work, during your lunch break, or even while you're waiting for dinner to cook. Create a relaxing environment. Make your practice space inviting and comfortable. Surround yourself with things that inspire you, like art, candles, or fairy lights. 
This will help you look forward to your practice <laughs> sessions and make them feel more like a treat rather than a chore. Mm. Leverage passive listening. Even if you're too exhausted to actively practice, you can still engage with music through passive listening. Listen to your favorite songs, albums, or podcasts while commuting, doing household chores, or winding down before bed. This can help keep your love for music alive and maintain your connection to it. Set realistic goals. It's essential to have goals to work towards, but be mindful not to set unrealistic expectations for yourself. Choose achievable targets that suit your energy levels and available time, and remember to celebrate your progress along the way. Connect with others, share your musical journey with friends, or join online communities with like-minded individuals. This can provide you with motivation, support, and accountability, making it easier to stick to your music routine. Be kind to yourself. Lastly, remember that it's okay to feel overwhelmed or tired sometimes. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself some grace and flexibility in your music practice. It's better to have a shorter session or take a break when needed than to push yourself too hard and risk burnout. I hope these tips help you find a way to incorporate music into your daily life, even when work is demanding. Remember that making time for your passions is crucial for maintaining a healthy work-life balance, and you deserve to enjoy the things that bring you joy. Wishing you all the best on your musical journey, Ian. Wow. So, are you going to be taking some of that advice into account? It's not bad. Uh, I mean, some of that I do. Uh, certainly yeah. the, the passive listening is like a part of my <laughs> day. The easiest one. Every day. The easiest step. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess, yeah, like having shorter sessions could work. Uh, it's not really in line with my goals, but. Yeah, yeah particularly nothing, since you so. like to write. Uh, that you like to even just listen to about 15 minute songs. <laughs> right. You know, you're going to have to write like those songs, like 20 seconds at a time, you know, every day. And like in right. four weeks, you'll have a song, but that, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. You know, break the songs into bits, parts. Maybe. Like when you have kids in the therapy room, uh, put them on mute and play your guitar. Yeah. So that's that's good advice. <laughs> yeah. So and you and you do make a good space. Your practice space is a comfortable room with all, all sorts of I art did. you admire. Yeah, I didn't think of fairy lights. I should uh, get on that. I guess. What if that's the key? You know, <laughs> you know like, how excited you put I those get when in those and come like, on. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Or fuck, man. Like when you're watching Kyle, like mm-hmm. you know, bring a setup and have a setup at my place and just like fucking jam. Kyle likes to listen yeah. to music. He always hangs out with me when I'm jamming. So like, to kill a couple birds, get stoned, and play some music. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why not? You know, because I'm concerned about you, Ian. Uh, you've been yeah. you've been burned out, uh, not playing as much music as you like since I met you. Yeah. You know, it's time for a change. That's a theme here. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can get Robot Ian to play music for you. Maybe. Or even better, let's get Robot Ian to do your job. 
<laughs> you know, that could work. I'm trying to find a way to make Robot Ian do my job. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll just have, I'll just type out the things I need to say to people and send it off. And it's Ian saying it. And when you say things, everything, everyone takes things much better. So hmm. I feel like it's a good idea. I don't know. What do you think? Would you, would you, um, would you be down for releasing the copyright of your voice for my use in every single endeavor I do? I don't know. Would uh, would there be a possibility that that could come back on real Ian? Probably. Everybody thinks Ian's an asshole now. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> like, what if I kept smoking and then, like, I had to get my voice box removed, and then I put Robot yeah. Ian in there, and like, now it's just my voice as well. We just have the same voice. That would weird me out a little bit. Yeah? Would we be able to podcast if I had your voice? I don't know. That would be tough. Yeah. We would have to pan I one feel, voice. I feel weird left. enough. Yeah, I feel weird enough just talking in general and having to talk with myself would be extra. Well, it wouldn't be yourself. It would just be someone who sounds like you who is also an asshole. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean it's not such a bad thing. We'll 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 do it. I think what I'm gonna do one day is we're gonna do a normal podcast and you know, we'll talk and stuff like that. And then I'm going to replace all of my voice with robot Ian. Mm-hmm. Now that would be a podcast worth subscribing to. That's right. Yeah. Well, shit. Let's do some run, kill, no, kill, run, kill. How's that sound? Remember that game? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So I'm going to give you two, and you got to kill one, and we'll talk about the other. Um, a man woke up to find his dog had chewed his toe to the bone or who spilled the rice Southwest airlines flight delayed for an hour due to an unclaimed mess. So a mess on a plane Uh, versus a dog eating a man's toe. Let's get that dog story. We're doing the dog story. Let's see here. Okay. This comes from Wales Online. Wales like England, not like uh, not like the great giant creature in the sea. A retired builder has told how he woke up. Oh, do we want podcast? No, we'll just talk. <laughs> enough. That's enough, Robot Ian. Go away, Robot Ian. Thank you. A retired builder has told how he woke up in horror to find that his pet puppy had chewed his big toe to the bone. Uh, David Lindsay, 64, was startled by his wife's scream as he lay asleep on the sofa at their home, only to find his right big toe was covered in blood. The bone in his toe had been fractured by a seven-month-old bulldog puppy. 
uh, and his toenail was left hanging off. This is horrific. However, uh, the incident turned out to be a lifesaver. As medics later discovered, he had lost the feeling in his feet due to two blocked arteries in his legs. Huh. Uh, all right. David, who suffers from diabetes, said, I was asleep on the couch when my wife walked in and shouted, Dave, the puppy's chewing your toe. My puppy had never had near enough chewed my big toe off. So what do you think about this, man? So, like, he saved, that puppy saved his life by eating him. Yeah. Um, trying to think of how I want to say what I want to say. All right. We should give cannibals more credit. We should. Maybe if they're just he would have just been doing, cannibalized. Yeah. Maybe they're they're doing the right thing. They're they're uh, just testing the waters for you know see if people have like life threatening uh, ailments. I don't know. Like, what do you what, like, what are you thinking? This looks like is like are there cannibals like underneath people's tables like eating at toes of diabetics? Yeah. Because they can't feel it. Just giving a little nibble, and people get all freaked out. And they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And they're like, "Oh, just uh, just checking." You're doing good. You're, you're all clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that is a valid use for cannibalism. You know, you feel a nibble, yeah, you're like, you should, "Hey." Destigmatize it. Say, you know, they're they're yeah. doing God's work. I'm in favor of destigmatizing literally everything. Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? What's the value of a stigma besides the entire society hates one thing all at once? Right. We don't need to do that. Agreed. Right? Except for pedos. Yep. That's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. There's rightfully a stigma for that. <laughs> yeah, and school shooting. <laughs> <laughs> well... Let's get rid of the stigma against asked. school shooters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe stigma is a good thing. So, all right. Like, what would you do if you, um, if one of your cats chewed off one of your appendages? Like, and it didn't turn out, it turned out you were just like drunk, right? You were just drunk. Mm-hmm. You, you passed out and you woke up. One of your beloved cats ate like your your finger yeah would you get rid of it like if get rid of the cat yeah get rid of the finger <laughs> well the finger's gone yeah no yeah. i mean if if they started nibbling and i didn't notice that's my fault yeah i yep. mean come on like, like, how long was it waiting to eat you? If that's what you wake up to it doing. Like, it's going yeah. full hog and it's, like, consumed a part of you. It's just cats, like, do kittens, cats man. Really? Do kittens, like, eat their mothers? No. But exactly. a cat will eat you if you are dead, if they think you're dead. <laughs> Uh, what a what a disclaimer if they think you're dead. <laughs> Which you're expecting your cat to have like a medical training necessary to determine cause and time of death and then mm. you know to eat. 
I don't know. I, I can't uh, set criteria to justify or say that it's not okay, but I think cats, you know, do what cats do, and part of that is eating other animals. Sure. But, okay, you took an astray, right, uh, Babs? Mm-hmm. You took an astray, yeah. and you were very careful about introducing it to the home and all that. But, like, what if the first night you let it roam around, like, downstairs while you were sleeping, that first night, the first night with a stray cat you brought in and you allowed it to sleep in your bed, it ate your penis? <laughs> like, just clean, chomp right off, like, and, like, just yeah. one swift action, it woke you up, you know, like, you weren't drunk, you're just a kind man, and mm-hmm. he just bit your dick off. Would well, you would get rid of the stray cat? Yes. Yeah. That you would. What if it was Bela? Yes. Any any time, any cat bites your dick off. Any any cat that's taken off my dick is, yeah, that's not okay. <laughs> okay. Finger, you're okay with it. Dick? Finger's no. fine. Finger's no. fine. How many fingers would it take for you to be like, okay, that's enough? <laughs> I mean, I think after one, I would take some precautions and wear gloves or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, why do you wear chain mail to bed? My cat eats me <laughs> when I sleep. <laughs> yeah. All right. See, I don't think I'd be able to tolerate um, being eaten alive. I'm just kind of an asshole that way. You hear that shit, Kyle? I, I'm sorry, Kyle. But if that was the case... Like, you're going straight to the Dixons. <laughs> Let's see. All right. Let's go to the next set of uh, Kill Run, I guess is what this is. Okay. So a woman emerged after spending 500 days alone in a cave or uh, meet the teenager who tried watching The Lorax every day for a year. You know the show, The Lorax, the movie. The the movie that was it. Dan, Danny DeVito did it or something. Yeah, Danny DeVito was a Dr. Seuss character. Yeah, it's about uh, the environment. I mean, I guess that's cool, but I guess I'm more interested in the cave lady. Okay, cave what lady. Was she doing it in is. that cave? What are you doing in that cave, lady? Hey, lady. <laughs> what are you doing in that cave? Lady, <laughs> you've been there 500 days, lady. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, a woman just emerged after spending 500 days alone in a cave. Uh, the world looks a lot different than it did in November 2021. Here's the bullet points. Um, Mountaineering athlete Beatrice Flamini had no direct contact with anyone outside the cave. She remained silent for the entirety of the experience, and scientists were keen to understand the psychological and physical effects of the 500-day event. So, she chose to live all alone, 230 feet underground in a Spanish cave. Can a cave be Spanish if there's no one in it? If it's in Spain. I guess if it's in Spain. But, like, I wonder if she, like, 
because like I'm in Argentina and I'm constantly worried about the Spanish language. I wonder if she cared. She's in Spain. Should mm-hmm. she learned the language, but also she's not around anybody at all. Right. Might as well be speaking Klingon. Um, uh, apparently when it, her 500 day adventure was up, she chose to do this. She wasn't mm-hmm. ready to come out. So it seems like, it seems like, um, it seems like she chose to do this and like people were like sending her food, but like they just would not talk to her. It's a lot like me when I order Pedido Shah here, which is like Uber Eats. Mm-hmm. Um, she never thought about leaving the cave early. In fact, she didn't want to come out. She's 50 and she entered the cave in Granada in Spain on November 21st. She didn't get any updates about the world since she descended and she instructed the team that she was with not to tell her anything, even if there was a family emergency. Instead of interacting with others, she read books, exercised, drew, painted, and knitted woolly hats. You know, I think I found the solution. Yeah, I found the solution to your overwhelm at work and not being Mm -hmm. able to play music. Just get somebody to, you know, send me food in the cave and do what I want to do for however long. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Would you do that? Would you sign up for that? Yeah. Sweet. 500 days. Um, So that's also no contact with your wife. Like, does that mean Mm -hmm. you're going to be signing up faster or slower? Is that a detriment, a pro, or a con? I mean, being around nobody at all would be pretty rough, I think. Okay. But, uh... Would you miss me? Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Like this this sounded a lot this sounds like a lot like uh COVID for me. Like yeah. uh yeah. That's all I did was just like sit stay inside and and try not to contact anyone and read books and knit woolly hats. That's all I did. Yeah. Um let's find a way to do this. Like we should frame it as a record because they believe that it was a record for longest time voluntarily spent in a cave. So let's Mm -hmm. get you um, some sponsors. You can be sponsored by betterhelp.com. Who else would sponsor somebody who's decided to go into isolation? Uber Eats. You can be sponsored by... I guess the... The challenge would be that, like, the things I want to do with music would require electricity, and I don't know that that would be uh, accessible in a cave. I feel like we can run you a cord. Yeah? Yeah, we'll run you a cord, like an extension cord and a power strip. You know, connect it to the the Windies close by. And uh, yeah, that should work. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, let's get you the. We'll have we'll have the electronics. Um, you won't be able to access the internet. I think that's fair. Uh, or watch yeah. TV. You can't have the sounds of people's voices, but you can have your computer, yourself, 
and uh, your musical instruments and your recording devices. And you can uh, mm-hmm. send for uh, like SD cards, memory devices, uh, different different instruments, things that break, et cetera, et cetera. Let's mm-hmm. get this going. Like the 501 day challenge to spite Beatrice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, cause she didn't even want to come out. So she could have totally stayed. But, uh, yeah. I guess like the gravy train was over at 500 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably a literal gravy train in, in a way. And she wasn't able to stay, but we'll just budget 501 days. We'll get you that record. Um, and you can you can make us a record because I would like to hear that. Yeah. Do you think you'd be able to do it? You think you'd be able to make a record if you had 501 days of solitude? That's a lot of days with nothing else to do. Probably, yeah. Could probably yeah. make a couple. Honestly, that's a thought. I feel like um, if you gave me that opportunity, I would wait until like the last seven days to start. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, oh fuck, it's time. <laughs> so that would be good. I think, uh, and then I just have like a rush job of a fucking record. It's just like everything's out of tune. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's bad. I would do, do one that. in the first half and one in the second half, and see how they okay. differed. I bet the first half would be like probably more cohesive the second half would be a little more chaotic just given the uh, the stress of being isolated like that but yeah i don't know maybe i maybe like beatrice it would be a you know something i'm pretty into right like she didn't even know her days were up she thought it had been like 160 days she was like wait 500 what really Yeah. She only read 60 books in 500 days. Absolutely nothing else to do but knit. Slacker. Right? Come on. People read that many that much in like just just any day. Yeah. You know? I could read I could read 60 books tonight. <laughs> Beatrice. I yeah, I'm totally for spiting Beatrice. In fact, I'm going to make the episode title in spite of Beatrice, we're sending Ian to a cave. <laughs> That's the whole title. Is that a good title, you think? Yep. It's a good title. Like I'd listen yeah, to that podcast. Great. So what do you mean it's not great? I think just, just just in spite of Beatrice is fine. You don't gotta in spite of qualify it. You think? Yeah. I suppose. All right, let's do the next let's do the next story. Next set of stories. Um. Oh, one second, one second, one second, one second. There we go. Um, two men are hospitalized after a game of Monopoly ends in a sword fight, or uh. Uh, Japan asked schools not to penalize students if they were late because they were groped. Which sounds more interesting to you? 
Uh, I got to hear about that sword fight. Let's hear about the sword fight. Um, things quickly became heated between the players and the father-son duo, reportedly resulting in the son exposing the blade of a sword. So, I read this article already. Mm-hmm. How do tell me what you think that headline means? Um. It sounds like, as with many games of Monopoly, that uh, things became heated. Uh, it's a it's a cruel game, really. It's a cruel game. And, uh, it is, <laughs> just like the the capitalist system it's uh, based upon. So right. yeah, somebody was getting their shit wrecked and got mad and. Maybe made some threatening uh, gestures with a nearby sword for some reason. They had a sword. Yep. And, okay. uh, it sounds like maybe self-defense that it turned into a sword fight, a proper sword fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. See, yeah, that's kind of what I thought it was. Yeah. But it turns out it's a little different. So these people were playing Monopoly in the street. Mm. They were playing outside in the middle of the night. And you're right that things as usual. Got <laughs> so they were rowdy. like going around the block and like, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, that been better though. Like they just start claiming property, <laughs> <laughs> charging people who show up. <laughs> $3,500. <laughs> I would, uh, yeah, I would, a sword fight would ensue from that. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, what happened was, like, they were in the street playing the board game, and uh, apparently they were being too rowdy, too loud. And this, mm-hmm. uh, the people up in the buildings were like, shut up, shut up, shut up. Come on, we're trying to sleep. And after a while, they show up with swords, multiple. Okay. Things get heated, swords kind of exchange hands, sword fight occurs over being the right to play Monopoly. Mm. Like, I don't even want to play Monopoly. And these people are sword fighting over their right to play Monopoly in the middle of the night, outside, in the street, in a crowded city. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. <laughs> so yeah, what? there's a lot about that that uh, wouldn't make much sense to me, but I guess do you? You know, do uh, you, bro? So who 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 got the blade then? Who who took who took the L? Uh, the father, the father and son that came to defend like the silence of the neighborhood. I guess brought mm-hmm. the blades. Let's see. And this is in Brussels. This is in this is in Germany. Um, Interesting. Both the son and one of the Monopoly players were wounded and it had to be taken to the hospital. So from uh, both sides were wounded. And the person who brought the katana, it was a katana. That's interesting was the one who was struck in an artery and remains in critical condition. 
And so, like, Damn. not only did you bring a sword to fight against a bunch of nerds, but you lost, <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's embarrassing, man. That's the most embarrassing Damn. artery injury I've ever heard about. So, uh, what what kind of game would you defend to to the death to play? Do you have any games, any any pastimes you would defend to the death? I don't think I'm that passionate about anything. Anything? Wow. Would you defend your cats to the death? I mean, like, say I one of these Monopoly to, players yes. came by and like they were they claimed your cat and they were going to take it away. And you had a katana. Yeah. Would you chase them down in the street? I guess, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, like, I would uh, threaten them. I would give them a warning that, like, if you touch my cat, I'll fucking slice you. With a katana. But I'm not going to, like, ch- I'm not going to chase them down and, like, challenge them to a duel to defend the honor of my cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... <laughs> My cat's not a slut. It doesn't want to be with you. <laughs> it's a fed <fetish> daughter. <laughs> you just toss him a sword so it's a fair fight and everything. That's what I would do. Right. Yeah. Like if I yeah. If I ever buy a sword, I'm gonna make sure I buy two swords. Mm-hmm. All right. So it's gonna be the way it goes. So So yeah, man. So let's look at the some of the stories that we decided not to listen to today. Uh, we did not talk about the Lorax kid. We did not talk about Japanese schools asking, um, being asked not to penalize students if they were groped and late. Uh, it's a complicated story. Um, we talked about 500 date. Uh, we didn't talk about people spilling rice on a Southwest airlines flight and yeah, but we have one more story uh, to talk about and it's, it's a follow-up to a story we talked about before. Do you remember when we talked about um, the, the guy who had sex in a parking spot with his wife after a rather heated like neighborhood argument? Spite sex. Not really, no. The they were fighting over um, a parking spot, and mm. the guy was like, "Hey, you can't be in my parking spot. You can't be in my parking spot." And then he installed a camera to look at the parking spot so he could watch it and make sure that okay, the guy didn't that, go to the parking spot. That's ringing a bell, yeah. Yeah. Well, update. The guy who had sex in that parking spot has been evicted from his house, his mm. apartment. Yeah, do you think that's fair? Because I think he, I think he had a point. Uh, I don't know. It depends uh, what what the terms of his lease are. If they have yeah. something in there specifically that's like, hey, you can't just go around. Uh, fucking on the, on the grounds you know then I guess, I guess uh, but it was spite sex violated his lease yeah and there's no way that those terms are in the lease no way that's what I'm saying 
No way. It's, it's unlikely. So it's probably not fair, but maybe there's rules about, you know, violating ordinances or whatever. I guess. And so the ordinance is like you can't have sex in a parking spot. Parking's for parking. Right. Yeah. There's no there's no parking Joe Joe Johnson in that <laughs> concha. Ain't none of that. <laughs> right. It's not what we do here. So I don't know. I think we're gonna start a petition. There's gonna be two big things we're starting from this episode today. I can already see it. We're going to petition for you to get some funding to live in a cave for five hundred and one days. All right. Um, and we're going to petition for this man to not only get his apartment back, but for that parking spot to become his parking spot. <laughs> and I want him to—I want him to put a bed in that parking spot. Yep. I mean, he's, park he's a bed marked there. that territory for sure. Yeah, like one of those sexy beds too that are shaped like a heart and vibrate. <laughs> yep. Like yeah, yeah. I want that in that parking spot, and I want him to be able to use it whenever he wants. <laughs> Even just to, like jerk off. Mm-hmm. You know. So, Ian, tell me, we're at the end of this podcast. It's a short one, but uh, what did we learn today? Besides, I'm getting married because that didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Scott Castigators learned that. I had, I had been privy to that. That's true. Um. As far as what I learned, um, I learned that it's easier than you would think to get a bunch of free time. Yeah. That sometimes people just pay you to like not do anything for 500 days. That's sweet. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Sometimes you got to make your own free time and go outside and play board games in the middle of the night in a rowdy sort of way. That's right. Uh, sometimes you, you make free time by, uh, I don't know if you'd say cloning yourself, but duplicating yourself in, in with AI technology. And, uh, let the AI worry about the, the menial stuff and, you, you do what you want. That's what I'm thinking. So That's we should all, all all find some time, take care of ourselves, chase your passions. Yeah. Uh, do do you. That's right. Unless that involves like chasing people down with a sword for some reason. Right. Let them play Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. I think I learned I learned today. Um, that Ian, you don't have an excuse to be overwhelmed and not produce music, given all of these mm-hmm. the ways that these people live their lives. You know, like I know mm-hmm. you're overwhelmed at the end of the day with work and stuff like that. But I mean, if these guys all have the energy to do all these different things, like you got to be able to find a way. Like maybe drink some more water. Maybe uh, find a parking spot out on the street that you really like, you know, Mm -hmm. get some energy that way. Um, I think there are ways. And um, we have your robot, Ian, now. Uh, 
So we have an extra tool in that toolkit. Mm-hmm. And if you ever need him, you know, if you ever want me to make a little script so that you can like phone in your therapy sessions while you jam on your guitar, like let's get it done, <laughs> man. Let's make this for you. Yeah. You know, let's let's let ro- let's let robot Ian let Ian have some Ian time. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get Ian to make Ian have some Ian time. And you're gonna be Ian with Ian. Hell yeah. That's pretty sweet. I'm into that. All right. Why don't you lead us out here? All right. Thank you. Hear from us at the super colorful original telecommunicated transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. We bid the adieu. See you later, Scott Castigators. All hail Scottcast. All hail Scottcast. Glory be to Scottcast. We both did both. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Kyle. Kyle's showing his ass. Nice.